Come on. Ryan, are you ready? Yeah, let's go. I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. Ryan Obernesser is the CEO of OB Training Inc., Jim Profits LLC, and the creator of Take Back Your Life, a six-week challenge. Excited to have you on. Ryan, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, thank you uh, so much for having me on, George. It's been uh, been a pleasure to be on the show and uh, have the opportunity to share with you what we do. Um, so a little bit about myself. Um, I started OB Training Inc. back in 2012 when I was just doing personal training. Uh, really, my goal was to help transform the lives of individuals because fitness had been such a big part of my life. Uh, for me, uh, interesting thing about myself, uh, I didn't go to the first day of school until I was 15 years old just because I dealt with so much anxiety and you know, really self-conscious of uh, being in, in, in public spaces, especially new public spaces. Um, and it wasn't until I got to uh, middle school, around 15 years old, that I got into fitness and health, and that really changed my life, uh, really gave me a whole new outlook on what is possible, uh, as well as obviously the confidence to be able to go out and do things that I normally <laughs> wasn't doing before, like attending the, my, my first day of school. Um, so I really wanted to be able to transfer translate that to other people and show them the power um, of health and fitness as a vehicle to change, which led us into um, my wife and I launching our gym and our, and our training business and transformation programs at OB training uh, is really to help that adults uh, see that same transformation inside of themselves. Uh, so that's kind of how I got started in fitness. Um, and then that really led me into business. Starting out in the gym ministry, I didn't know anything about business, but um, getting into coaching and mentorship for myself kind of shined a light on how much that is needed in the entrepreneurial world, uh, which has led me into my other company, which is Gym Profits, which is coaching and consulting. So uh, that's kind of me in a nutshell and, and how I got started to where I'm at today. Nice. Well, I appreciate that story. So you didn't have your first day of school until you're 15 years old. And then you, you, you got there and you found exercise and fitness and it helped to obviously make you stronger, but also gave you confidence. And I certainly can relate to that. And hopefully a lot of people can. And then you got into business and you recognized the need for, for community and having people around you. Uh, so for the first 15 years of your life, what, what, what did sort of a regular day look like? Yeah. So uh, I guess the, the the big the big thing to make clear is, is with the school is I would eventually go to school. It would just be uh, literally every year up until um, junior high when I was 15. On the first day of school, I would be deathly sick, like I'd be throwing up, and it was really uh. looking back on it, it was anxiety. Yeah, so um, I, I would eventually make it to school. The longest I didn't go was two weeks. The first two weeks of school I missed. Um, but generally by the fourth or fifth day, my mom forced me out the door and, and got me there. You know, actually one of my, now it's funny. It wasn't funny at the time. It was uh, one year she did make me go uh, and we lived close enough to walk. So my grandfather came over and he walked me to school thinking that would help. 
and I grew up on the front door on the on the front doors of the school. Oh so. my goodness! I don't know why I'm laughing. That's the um, worst thing I've ever done is laughed at that story. I'm sorry. It's, it's, it is. It's fun. It's funny looking back on it, but uh, but really, that gets how crippled I was with anxiety. So, like my days like, during that time were spent um, a lot of time just at home, like and just kind of with myself because I was too nervous to do other things, and that led into you know other issues with sports where my you know, I, I love playing football. I played football throughout my uh, my whole school um, years, like all my years in school, but every single year I would be terrified the first day of practice and my mom would have to force me out of the vehicle to go to practice. And I'm glad she did because otherwise I probably would have quit. And um, looking back on it, you know, there wasn't really a good reason for it other than I was just nervous. And I was just really scared. Yeah. So your mom kicking your butt out the door of the car and saying, go to practice I think that, do you see parallels there to helping others get started with fitness or helping others get started with, with a business or just things that are meaningful in life? Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think, um, I think you hit the nail right on the head there with the, like the parallel into coaching, uh, and why I do like just coaching anyone, whether it's fitness, whether it's business or talk, you know, talk about life. I've always been the, the person who, you know, your friends come to, to ask what they should do and get advice. Uh, and I think it is probably related back to, you know, those times where my mom was that individual for me, where you know, she would push me to take that next step when it's uncomfortable. And, you know, that's one of the toughest parts about business in general is a lot of things you have to do are uncomfortable at first, um, especially if they're new, uh, especially if it involves money. So I think on the coaching consulting end, it's been huge is that, you know, knowing the importance of being able to push someone uh, when they don't yet know they're ready, but they, but they are ready. Yeah, that's a that's a fascinating dynamic right there. Is that it's easy to make decisions about things uh, that don't necessarily have a dollar associated with them, but as soon as it's like a decision that this is real because we have money, then it becomes harder. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think you see it a lot of times in the business world, people get crippled by that, and uh, you know they either delay or they don't do something, and then they end up missing opportunities. Uh, you know, so it, it is really important to acknowledge that and learn how to overcome it. And is that just through your process, or did 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 you have anxiety around that early on as 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 well, or is that always always been easier for you? Um, definitely in the beginning, um, that's one of the things uh, that I struggle with starting out is just money mindset overall. You know, our training facility and what we what we offer is a higher end service. You know, so growing up, I would not have been able to afford to come to my own gym. You know, we had athlete programs um, in our training facility and like my parents would not have been able to send me to my own training programs that we have at our facility. So that uh, money mindset and being comfortable with charging different prices and also investing in, you know, whether it's new programs, equipment or people. Um, that has always been something to overcome mentally. So, uh, yeah, definitely something I struggled with in the, in the beginning. So, getting uh, so it, was it that you struggled with um, the idea that hey, okay, I I I I I guess I understand intellectually that we're providing such a valuable service that we should be charging this much, but I wouldn't have been able to come here, and so therefore I don't want to charge that much. Is that the idea? Yeah. Yeah. Or just feeling guilty for charging that much, hmm. 
you know, like that, that type of feeling. And, and that's something that's very common specifically in the fitness world that um, people see, whether they're a young trainer or they're, you know, new gym owner uh, is just charging what they're worth uh, because uh, in the training focused industry, it's, it's more expensive than just like your planet fitness. You know, you go 10 bucks a month and walk in the door, but when you're charging two, three, $400 a month for um, training services, it's a little bit new or uncomfortable in the beginning. And how did you overcome that? For me, it was actually hiring a coach and a mentor. <laughs> and, uh, and and honestly, when I did that, it was just reminding myself uh, that, hey, if I'm investing in someone to help mentor me, then it would probably be in my best interest to listen to what they tell me to do. You know, and, and learning from someone who's been there before and gone through those same struggles, I think has been extremely helpful over the years. That's I'm always big on in, in investing in mentorship and coaching uh, every step of the way uh, because I think it helps you overcome those roadblocks a lot faster. Yeah, I certainly agree. And I, I also um, have struggled earlier in my career with um, charging, uh, wanting to essentially, you know, give my information away, my advice away for, for free sometimes. Uh, but I think that there's so many parallels between uh, getting healthy, losing weight, getting in shape, whatever your priorities are with your body and your your uh, your, your your financial well-being as well. Um, and then it did it, it, again. It was hard for me to sort of overcome that. But and I think it was guilt. I think it was a question of am am I worthy of charging people for this? And so that is very common. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And so you retained a coach, and he or she helped you by saying, "Hey, Ryan, what you're doing here is really, really high level, and people want this, and more importantly, they they need it if they want to get to where they want to go." Yeah, and and really giving, I said, giving me the confidence in my own value, um, and then also teaching me in, about business and how to, you know, calculate your margins and understand, you know, profitability and knowing that, Hey, if we continue down this road with this price point, we're not going to be able to sustain business because there's no ability to grow, you know, and that was really, you know, eye opening lesson there in, in learning, not just the um, mental side of it and the mindset side of it, but also learning the intellectual and like, the numbers. You know, I think that's one thing I'll sometimes get overlooked in business is people forget about there is just some data that can tell you pretty clearly what you need to do if you're willing to listen to it. Yeah, that is, uh, you know, all things being equal, once once you are in a place where, yes, I feel good about charging this, that's, for lack of a better term, a really kiss of death if you have priced your product or your service incorrectly uh, because even if you are successful at delivering it, you're not going to make it work because the numbers won't work out. Yeah, and that's one thing specifically in the fitness industry that that I see and what I work with my clients on is understanding that you need to create a sustainable business model for long-term growth. Uh, a lot of times what happens, we call it like the broken gym, is they are not charging enough for their services and the cost of servicing a client is so high that they get to a point where they can't bring on any more clients because they can't service them but they also can't hire any more team members because they can't afford them. And you kind of be get to this place where you're stuck. 
and it's not a fun place to be. <laughs> you know, that's kind of where I was when we brought on the, our, our first coach uh, to help us with the business. So yeah, it can definitely be that kiss to death. Yeah. Death spiral. We can't, uh, we can't bring on more people because we don't have people to, to train them and we can't afford to bring on new people. <clears throat> that is, that is not a happy place. And you called it a broken gym. I imagine that's, that's, that's fairly common. Yeah. Yes, it is. How do you go about when, when, when you're working with people sort of unringing that bell or making those changes? Is it gradual? Do you rip the bandaid off somewhere in the middle? Yeah, it falls somewhere in the middle because it's really going to be dependent on the individual. Um, so really the first thing is identifying what's going to be like their big needle mover. What can we make a change with immediately to move the needle? Um, so, you know, a, a great example would be after um, all of the lockdown stuff and, you know, when gyms reopened, your operational capacity was greatly affected. You know, if you're operating at 50% of what you're supposed to be operating at and you were having trouble with profitability before, then that problem is going to be exponentially worse. Um, in that case, we got to rip the bandaid off, you know, whereas you know, other clients, you can kind of foresee that, Hey, if we continue down this path, we're going to run into a problem. So here's some changes we can start to make gradually so we can avoid that. And how is, is that even possible sometimes? I was kind of getting a visual of the accounting process for a lot of gym owners who are just essentially small business owners. Um, do do most people know their numbers or is sometimes that a challenge as well? That is actually the, really the first challenge. Uh, the thing I hear a lot of times, um, and unfortunately more than more often than not, is I'm not good with finances mm. is kind of the answer. Um, and it's not uh, like that's not a very good answer, especially being in business. Like you have to know that stuff. Um, so there is an educational component that goes into knowing what to look for and showcasing that. Um, we have different you know tools and worksheets and you know things like that for them. But uh, yeah, that is definitely a big problem. Just oh, I don't know my numbers because I'm not good with finances, and that's kind of their excuse to not look at it. It doesn't work. What a throwaway term, right? Oh, I'm 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 not good with numbers, and so I'm just not going to pay any attention to it. And you know, I don't. I imagine that few people have actually done. Uh, really thought about that in depth and they're not really not good at numbers. It's just, I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. And that, and that parallels back to, we talked about with the fitness and health and transformation is, Oh, I'm just not athletic or, Oh, I just don't, I'm, I'm a picky eater or I don't like to wake up early. I'm just not a morning person or I'm just not an active person. All of these stories that we tell ourselves to give ourselves permission not to do something we're supposed to, uh, that really runs into both the fitness and the financial world when it comes to entrepreneurship. Stories we tell ourselves to avoid doing things that we are supposed to. Yes, there are there are definitely through lines there. Um, is that essentially, or is is I imagine I imagine that that's a big part of 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 your six weeks challenge of your six week challenge. Yeah, or, in our training facility, um, we call it the Take Back Your Life program, and. and it, it's deeper than just workouts and nutrition. It's trying to identify those type of stories, like you said. Yeah. Because we all have them, Ryan. We, we uh, certainly all tell ourselves them because that's just a, a wonderfully and horribly human thing to do is to make up those excuses and then to carry them throughout our entire lives, which does not lead to happy, healthy, and robust existences. Yeah, and sometimes it's not 
it's not our ourself that's telling the story. Like I just use myself as an example. Growing up, you know, I, I said I, I dealt with a lot of anxiety, but also anytime I went into a new situation, I was always introduced as, oh, this is Ryan. He's a little shy, hmm. or he might be a little shy, and it's, it's something a lot of times you don't think about obviously as children, but also for parents that the label you place on someone that sticks. There's, there's a great book by Carol Dweck called mindset. And it talks a lot about that and the idea of growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Um, and it plays a lot into those stories that we tell ourselves or that we're told by someone who is an authority figure in our lives, most often a parent or a mentor. Um, and we end up labeling ourselves as something which holds us back from our true potential because we think that we're not good at something. The reality is we just didn't learn how to do it yet. Just when you thought you had everything figured out, Ryan, you have kids and you have to worry about screwing them up or not screwing them up too. I tell you (laughs) (laughs) what a, what a really, uh, what a incredibly powerfully illustrative story that is, as you were introduced, this is Ryan. He's kind of shy. There's a 0% chance that, that you weren't going to think that you were shy. So, Mm-hmm. have to be so mindful of everything appreciate that well Ryan the people are ready for your difference making tip what do you have for them the difference making tip that I would give um, for anyone in the professional world is to invest in some sort of mentorship um, whether it be coaching course and you know private mentorship with someone but learning from someone who's been there before um, that has been the difference maker in my life professionally in, in learning business and understanding how to grow businesses. Um, so that would be my difference making tip is to take some time to educate yourself um, and learn from someone who's been there before, whatever it is that you want to do. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets Come on. Come on. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you and how can people engage with you? Yeah, best place um, to learn more about me would be through my social media on Instagram. It's just my name, so at Ryan Openesser. I post all sorts of different business tips there. Uh, That's our, I mean, a lot of it's fitness industry related, but it can be applied really to any industry um, if you're an entrepreneur. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Ryan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Find Ryan on Instagram at Ryan Obernesser. It's R-Y-A-N-O-B-E-R-N-E-S-S-E-R. Thanks again, Ryan. Yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate it. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.